your short track racing connection. Broadcasting from the Fireside Beverage Studios, this is the Turn 4 Podcast. Look for us every Tuesday where all major podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ and Zach, take it away. All right, so this week's guest, Josh Vanetta. Josh, how did you originally get into racing? That's my, always been my big question for you. <laughs> well, I guess you get, to, you get to ask it today, right? I do, finally. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's funny. My dad grew up racing at Seacock Speedway, um, and he was in a racing family when he lived um, at, you know, they lived in Ohio first, actually, uh, in Pennsylvania, and they were into dirt track racing. Then they moved out here, and then when I was a kid, he raced at Seacock, uh, and then I was like, I think I was two or three, or whatever. And he stopped, but we continued to kind of go. Um, and it was, it was fun. So Seekonk was home. Um, it was about 15 minutes from our house or so. That's not bad. Uh, And then my brother, um, really liked it. Uh, so he started actually racing at Sugar Hill when he was very young. Um, and I tried it too, um, racing there. And, uh, anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm just like, I'm a type A personality. Right. So the idea of like having people right next to me and they could put me in the wall or mess up my car or something like that. Um, I just, it just didn't appeal to me. It wasn't <laughs> exciting to go through that. It was like, uh, I was like, no, this is a little too anxiety inducing, but I do love the sport and I love the adrenaline of it all. And, you know, I kind of looked at the way things ran a lot at some of the tracks and said, man, I think we could just do so much better than this. Um, and then that's really where I decided I wanted to be more on the organizational operation side of things. And so um, started working at Seekonk um, as an official there. And then um, kind of, I worked for every tour, uh, quite a few touring series um, throughout New England. I think that's how actually how we met. Yep. Um, was, uh, I think it was when I was working with Granite State, maybe or Allison Legacy or something like that. One of those, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Thompson offered me a job to go run their facility when they were doing the renovations. Um, and we did that for five years and, um, it was a great experience. I loved every minute of it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I pursued a different opportunity and, uh, took a year off. I think, um, we did some, uh, we did one of our own races at, um, at white mountain with Christmas shot, which was, um, it was fun. Didn't go the way we wanted it to. We thought it should have been better, but the modified world was pretty congested at that point in time. Yep. Uh, and so started thinking about what we could do. Uh, and I've always been a huge fan of the modified tour. And, um, and I think as far as what I'm trying to promote, um, the modified, the way I like to promote races and what the modified tour offers just matches really nicely. So your first race as JDV was actually last year, correct? Yeah. So the first one we did was, was Jennerstown. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I had obviously done, I think almost 30 modified tour races before Jennerstown and, uh, that will single-handedly go down as the worst one I've ever done. Really? Um, yeah, it was, it was 40 degrees all day. Um, it misted all day and it, it, anyone who knows anything about Thompson knows we had a very strong track record. We were very aggressive when it came to weather, but if we said we were going to do it, I wasn't going to lose. Yep. Um, and you know, I had just, we had just made people drive eight hours or more to Southwestern Pennsylvania. And I got up in front of everybody and said, we're going to do this today. And, um, we did. 
you know, I've seen. I think I've seen more people in the stands at a mini stock race oh, um, than I yikes. did for that modified tour race. Uh, no fault of anybody's. I mean, we had going into the race, we were so so excited. I mean, the enthusiasm was ridiculous. We had people from basically the entire Easter Seaboard calling us to buy tickets and hey, we're going to come. We haven't seen the modifieds in so long, and um, I think at one point we were up to twenty states wow. that we had heard from people from. Uh, which gave us great optimism and excitement. We were like, oh, wow, we're going to tear the cover off the ball. Um, and there's this, I'll never forget it. My mom and dad came out for the race. Out in this, in like the center of turn three and four, there's, these, there's mountains out there. And all the locals told me when I got there, he said, look, if you can't see the tops of the mountains, you're in trouble. <laughs> we have that same we, we, FYI, we have one at Claremont. Yeah, we can see. So I was like, okay. I mean, if you can't see the mountains, so I got to tell you, I was more of a mountain watcher in that day than I was doing, I think, anything else. But um, we left really strangely. We left really encouraged. I mean, we had worked with a group called Operation Vet Now there, and they're um, really active in uh, making sure that prisoners of war and missing in action aren't forgotten and that families of Gold Star families are cared for, um, uh, or I should say, Gold Star families are cared for, which are people who um, are the other family members of somebody who was killed in in the line of duty. Um, And we put together a really cool pre-race mirroring a lot of like what you'd see on, um, you know, in Indianapolis and for their 500 or yep. you'd see at Charlotte. Um, and it was really cool. Uh, and even though it was 40 degrees and, you know, it never felt like it was going to stop misting. Um, but, you know, we did that. We felt really good about that. And so uh, we, we actually announced we were coming back that night um, to do this again this year. Uh, last year we also did Oswego, which is a, a, that is a gnarly place. Have you guys ever been there? I have not. It's on, so that, so believe it or not, it's actually your home track. I've never been to Seekonk and I want to go to Seekonk. I've never been to Oswego and I've never been to Jennerstown. So Jennerstown is a beautiful track. And when I walked into, um, Oswego, you, so you, you can you access the pits, uh, at the end of the back stretch. Okay. Uh, you kind of like cross the track and have to come in and then, in order to get in to the grandstands, you actually access it by the front stretch. But during the day, most of the time, the gate is open. So like you are, you know, the, the road is like the track is on the road. Jesus. And then you walk in off the street with a huge parking lot across and you walk into this gate and you're like on the racetrack. And the, it's called the steel palace because the walls are still actually steel. And this, oh. you know, you, when you see the foam that ex, kind of um, explodes, yep. when people hit it, it's to protect um, because the walls are in many cases still sealed. Um, but what a cool place. And, you know, it's when you, there's three places in my life that I felt where I walked in and it's just like the history is almost as if you felt like the place could talk. Yep. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys have felt similarly when you've gone to maybe like Yankee stadium or Fenway park or like think that, right. Yeah. You walked into that place and you just looked up and you kind of looked around and it was rustic and historic and you just wanted it to tell you stories. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you've got to, you got to find a way to get out there. I mean, it's a, it's, it's winged country. Um, oh, yeah. so, you know, they're big into super mods and I think that there are three regular divisions of super modifieds. Um, 
that they run there, but their suites were so cool. And so like you'd sit, you sit up in the suites um, and they have four of them, uh, five of them actually with the, their owner suite. And then the race control is right next to you. And the race control is at the end of the front stretch. So you're looking down backwards and it was interesting. Oh. I, was, I was talking to some of the officials. I'm like, how do you guys judge restarts? It's the worst possible angle to be looking at to try and judge a restart, determine, okay, did that guy spin his tires? Did the lead, did somebody yeah. fire too early? Um, but the cars, the way the suites are, they almost hang over the track a little bit. Yep. And so the cars are basically running almost underneath you. That sounds um, trippy to try to call a race from, though. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, so, I mean, I wasn't doing anything there. I mean, you know, when we leased the track, the, we had um, all their folks who were really good um, over there. They, they did all of this, the super modified stuff. And then obviously NASCAR did their part, yep. but uh, it was, you know, we, we were just next door to it. I mean, it's just so cool um, to see that place. And then you go on the roof. So you go all the way to the end and on the roof, you look back over turn one and you're looking into Lake Ontario. Oh, that's crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's just, it's gnarly. It's a cool place. And then the last one we did, which was um, really super fun, um, really, really fun, um, but sadly won't be able to happen again at Speech Ridge. Yep. Um, yeah, and so, that's a bummer. Uh, that was, I mean, that was just a cool thing. You know, um, Andy Cusack runs, a, you know, he's ran a great operation. I mean, it's just so buttoned up. It clipped off well. He and I really saw things similarly. Um, and the Modifieds hadn't been there, I think, it was 16 years. I was going to say, it had been a while. Yeah. And so the thing that was really in, intriguing to me about that was, number one, it was in Maine, which is a state that the Modifieds hadn't been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that 16-year span. Um, then how many third-mile tracks can you find that have a pit road? Not many. Not many. Yeah, right? So that was really cool. And then we added the – we went to 200 laps, which is kind of against my general philosophy. I'm usually the guy saying – why don't we run a little less? Yep. The fans will be more entertained, but there I'm like, let's try 200 laps and let's give them an extra tire. Uh, and so we worked with NASCAR and, and they agreed and uh, it ended up being just, I mean, a great race. It had to have been one of the top two or three races of the year. Yeah. Um, as far as entertainment value, I think was con- concerned. So that was our season last year, but yeah, that was our first, uh, that was our first foray into doing modifieds was at uh, Jennerstown. And all three of those tracks were, were, um, unique and fun and the people were all really kind and good to deal with so now the one at jennerstown so you talked about the heroes thing that's the one where you got you guys had the drivers put a name of somebody on it too wasn't it yeah that's right so we're gonna and we're gonna do that again yep. um and this year it'll be expanding it's actually jennerstown um divisions are going to be participating this year we're gonna have two more of them and they're actually going to do the same thing so um it was really cool Whelan actually um stepped up and uh got all of those uniform roof decals and so it just looked really really good and then you know there are certain things as a um you know as a promoter you you would write it a certain way if you could but you know, as I was talking to one of my friends who does this the other day, and he said, we really can't do anything once the cars roll on the track. We're in full control of what happens up to that. We're in full control of how we respond, and we're in full control of what happens afterwards. But once they're in the arena, as it were, yeah. it's, it's out of your hands. Now. But the, the Gold Star family uh, was on Justin Bonsignor's roof, and he ends up winning the race. So then you go down into victory lane and um, they had stayed 
they had told us all along, they said, if our car, you know, they called it our car. <laughs> they, said, they said, if our car uh, is running well or he might win, we're going to stay. So it was like, all right. They stayed and sat in the front row the entire 150 laps. And it was a, it was a side-by-side finish between Doug Kobe and yep. Justin. Uh, remember and Justin ended up well. winning. So um, the father, he had a little bit of trouble walking, but he found a way to get down to the racetrack and Justin gave him the trophy. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it was special. I mean, so they brought, they had his last Jeep um, that he, that he drove and it was, uh, you know, like, it was like army green. Yep. Uh, and we invited them to actually pace the field before the race, which was really cool. Yeah. It was the Uyghur family. David Uyghur was his name, uh, but the Uyghur family is cool. So we're going to do that all again. I mean, you know, it's, I think, you know, amidst how bad of a day it was from every measurable statistic <laughs> that I would use, uh, you know, my heart was full. Um, and you felt like you did some, you did something good. Um, and the track was super enthusiastic and the other group was enthusiastic and somewhere, and I don't have it with, I don't have it. I can't remember where it is, but, um, we had got a video from one of these units somewhere. I want to say they were in Colorado and they were on some, I think it may have been Kyle Ebersol's car, but, um, I won't be quoted on that. And, uh, they sent a video and all of the guys that sent the video wishing him luck and just said, you know, thank you for what you're doing and keeping his memory alive. They were actually with him when he died. Oh, wow. And so there were some oh, like wow. amazing stories that came out of this. And not, we tried to get as much of that stuff out there as we could, but um, we're much better prepared, I think, this year to, to tell some of those stories. And we've already got 12, I think, 12 Gold Star families that'll be there yeah. at Jennerstown. And the person we're going to honor this year um, it'll be when we race, it'll be one day after the anniversary of his death. Yep. Wow. So, um, you know, amazing. And their family lives in that, in that greater area. I think they live within like 50 miles of the racetrack. So it'll be, you know, a lot of local folks, I think will come out for that. So, yeah. So you do those three races last year again, besides the Jennerstown, just the weather stuff, not playing into your role. So you had the other two races went off pretty well. What, how did you choose your, besides Jennerstown, obviously Jennerstown, you had a lot of hype and the track and the facility and everything was great. How do you choose the other three facilities this year that you hopped on board with to try to promote? Great question. <laughs> um, you know, uh, what, we learned a couple of interesting things last year. Um, one was that uh, it helps to have local divisions around um, you know, I think I was listening to one of your podcasts and, uh, we've actually adopted this terminology, but, uh, you had the house division. I think you guys called house them the house Toby. Yep. Yeah, Toby calls them the house um, divisions. So we're going to adopt that. Cause I actually like that. And, the, and I think there's something about specifically, if you think like, you know, Dickie going to be racing against some of the modified tour guys, there's something about that. That's like, yep. yeah, this is my house and you're going to come in and, you know, I, and I, that I kind of like, yep. um, frankly, um, so one of the things was making sure that we, there were good support divisions. That was one of the things we learned last year that um, could help us because the, the deeper we got into the season, we had more and more support divisions. And what we found was it was, there, it, there were better and better results yep. and the energy was better and it was yeah. just more exciting to be there. So um, that was one of them. The, uh, the other thing was I wanted to come back closer to home. 
Um, you know, and, and, and I've had people ask me, well, why didn't you start in New England? It's like, well, you know, if it's 40 and misting and there's yeah. only 350 people in the grandstand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, at least you're not looking at your friends out there. Yeah, that is <laughs> true. That's a fair um, point. And so there was, I think there was a sense of that. Um, there was also a sense in which those were, if you, if you looked at those tracks, they had already either, they had already been on the schedule in recent memory. Yep. Um, or, uh, yeah, I think they actually had. So Jennerstown had had two races in COVID. Um, Oswego has the standing Labor Day date. Yep. Um, and then Beechridge was the one that was my, like, all right, let's just dip our toes in the water. And Andy and I had known each other through a mutual friend for quite some time. Um, and I, you know, I, Andy Austin had done some work for us with, um, with the bull, when we did our one bull ring bash race. Yep. And he was, uh, so I got to know those guys. And so you can fast forward to this year, Jeff Seidem and I actually worked together at Thompson. Um, so I had reached out to him and said, Hey, um, I don't know where you stand on this, but, um, you know, might be interested in bringing the, the act closer to home. And he and I met together with, um, Norm Wren yep. and, uh, we talked over, uh, a coffee and, and, uh, you know, uh, in Norm, I said to Norm, uh, I asked Norm with what he thought about Lee and, um, then it was like, Oh, this is kind of neat. And then wouldn't it, it in my mind, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we could come up with some sort of program? Because especially with the NHSCRA cars, now you know you've got these modified drivers. How cool would it be to get some of these guys in modified tour cars? And what if we could come up with some sort of program? So I ended up calling Mike Parks, um, and there was a couple of months time between when we talked, but Mike ended up calling me back, and we ended up um, adding Claremont onto the other two. Uh, as well so um yeah and these are different tracks right this is a different flair it is closer to home but it does check the box of um you know we're gonna have good support um it, and also uh i like like the idea of bringing the tour cars back to lee um after i want to say 20 i want to say we're either 24 or 25 year absence um infield pit road aggressive surface um, we're going to give them extra tires. So, so the recipe for Lee is, is much like what we did at Beach Ridge, yeah. actually. It's just a bigger venue. Um, that place just really intrigued me. And I know that, um, you know, back when Bill Callen was alive and running Lee, there were some conversations that had been had yeah. um, about, hey, you know, because uh, Bill had met Jimmy Wilson through me and Jimmy is the director of the wheel of modified tour. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, they had met and talked to Thompson when Bill was running and it just didn't come together for whatever reason. And it was fine, but I thought like, this could be kind of cool. Um, and then we got to really thinking like, Hmm. Okay. Well, what if we could, what if we could add, like, what if we added like the pro stocks? And so I called Mike and said, all right, this is a kind of a crazy idea, but would you be interested in coming to these two races? Yeah. Yep. I don't blame him. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think that elevates their product uh, as well and puts them in front of a, a big audience and um, which is good. I'm happy for them. You know, yeah. I think that they've had, a, you know, especially at Lee, they've had some terrific racing 
Yes. Um, that series, you know, really good. So I think that'll be good. And it ties in, you know, one of the things for Lee that was important to me is you, know, you think about that area, that's that small corner of, of Southern New Hampshire. And it's both like full fendered, you know, super modified. Give me a little bit more wings. Um, give me some of the rustic divisions. Uh, and they're, they're cool with modifieds. I mean, it's not going to be their jam 10 times a year, right. but I think they're pretty cool if you bring them in as a, as a uh, one-off. And so what we tried to do when we architect, we were architecting whole Lee deal was how can I check every one of those boxes? So we ended up with modifieds. That was easy. That yep. was going to be in there the whole time. Pro stocks. And, you know, you think of Lee now adding in their own pro stock, um, competition throughout the season you've got people like bobby belargin and um i saw bobby cabral is going to build a car and some of these other guys like these are homegrown local names that people will want to come and see yep um so i think this will be a good exhibition for some of those people who want to support their program later in the year um i've always been a fan of the nema lights um i i like the i i like the midgets but i i like the idea frankly that the nema lights don't need to be pushed does, um, that does eat up a lot of time <laughs> yeah so um we invited them uh pro fours <clears throat> i've got a long history um you know with the ren family particularly um with that facility um so we'll we're glad to have them and you know they were excited i mean it's it's, it's a big deal for them too uh when you get to race in front of an audience like that um that's going to be there uh and then lastly was the you know the belt race um, for the mini stocks, which is added. Um, so I think that'll be, <clears throat> that'll be cool. And there's some local that goes on there. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that whole thing came together and what we were thinking. Um, and Manadnock will be fun. You know, I think, uh, places it's interesting, right? I mean, you think of, I think they've had one, maybe two races that have gone flag to flag there. Or, I, or I was there. For I was going to say, I was working on the rescue truck that night that, yeah. uh, they went flag to flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing, right? I mean, to think that that happened, but, uh, the, the, if you look at the tour schedule this year and Jimmy deserves all the credit for this, I mean, he's, you know, he's worked, he's worked hard on this, but it is about as diverse as you can find. Yeah. Yep. You know, you've got little bull rings like Claremont and, um, and Manadnock, you know, one flat with two quirky corners <laughs> and the other one with high banks and two different corners. Yep. Um, you know, and then you get leads got a very abrasive track surface that no one's competed on really for, uh, you know, two and a half decades, um, at least as from, from NASCAR competition standpoint. Um, so there are some challenges coming at the teams. You got five eighths mile at Thompson, you got, uh, same thing at Oswego. Um, but big sweeping corners at Oswego Thompson high banked much like new Smyrna was, um, so I, I think that there's a ton of diversity. You've got the national series companion races where you've got uh, Richmond uh, Martinsville for the finale now this year. Uh, and then, you know, New Hampshire in our own backyard, Yep, uh, which is always a thriller. So I, I think it's an exciting time and, you know, I'm encouraged. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm super encouraged by what I'm seeing um, in the schedule. And I'm super encouraged at what I'm seeing just throughout the industry right now. I mean, if you look at the attendance, um, if this if this is anything like what it's going to be for us this summer, it's going to be super exciting. 
I was going to say, he went down, so he was down at New Smyrna and down at Volusia, and he said the place was just packed. I was down at Dillon, South Carolina, for the big street stock race. Mind you, it was a little cold, so we didn't have quite as many people in the grandstands, but we had like 57 cars that tried to make a 28-car field. It was just, it was awesome to see again. Yeah. And then New Smyrna, I mean, they sold out for for the Whalen race. I mean, they sold out. I had a buddy text me. He's like, hey, I'm outside of the gate. I can't get in. I was like, what do you mean you can't get in? He's like, they cut off tickets. They sold out. I was like, Jesus, man. But, I mean, we were shoulder to shoulder, and that was some good, fast, hard racing. You guys put on a – they put on a great product. I mean, this to me – you you can't really you can't be moths, can't be moths. <laughs> big tires no. you know and there's a sense too i mean you know <clears throat> you think it, it's funny because you listen to people right and they they always want to hate on nascar yeah um yep. you know but there's a sense of what they provide something that really no one else in the industry does which is um when you watch those the tool trucks come in and the safety trucks and um, you know, their hauler and all the things it's an extraordinarily professional presentation. Yes, it is. Which you go, it kind of gets you excited because you're, you're going to be about to witness something that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I've always, I've always felt that way. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a, for the people and that's not for everyone. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's okay. It's totally fine that that might not be your jam. Um, but there is no doubt about it. There is a place for that. Just like there's a place for, you know what? I want to run what I brought. Yep. Yeah. That's okay too. And there's absolutely a place for that in which they can all coexist. Um, but yeah, I was, so I was at New Smyrna. uh, That is the first sellout I've ever seen in a short track in my life. It was pretty, I was was thrilled for him. I mean, the place was overflowing the whole week yeah. really <laughs> yeah it was yeah i think yeah. somebody said i think like the worst night was the night of the duels or something like that which again you're competing yeah. with the big track it's hard whatever but every other night the place was just it looks packed bad. from tv that's for sure and speaking yeah. from oh sorry and speaking from a fan so so i'm not a driver i'm sure i'm not a driver i've made that very clear <laughs> since the start of this whole thing i'm a fan i, I love racing i love every aspect of racing i love dirt racing even though he doesn't, doesn't yeah. really care for dirt racing but when i was down at new smyrna when we went into the pits it was a different vibe it was a very like you said professional there were you know eight most of them had like six to eight guys per car they were going through tech there were officials everywhere it was you just had the sense that this was not just a and this is not to take away from regular weekly cards but it was not a weekly card in the part that i fanned out about was I got to stand like almost shoulder to shoulder with Tommy Baldwin. And I'm like, oh, I'm like geeking out over there a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, that's Tommy Baldwin. I'm t- trying to explain to my brothers who they are. And they're like, okay, I mean, they like racing, but they're not, you know, nerds about it like I am. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I got to experience such cool things and I got to be within, you know, inches of these cars that I see on TV. And it's, it was just a super cool experience. And I hope, my hope is that um, when you come, selfishly to Claremont is that people get to experience the same thing I got to experience in Florida. They get to see the haulers. They get to see the drivers. They get just, just to see how professional this whole thing is, how great the product is, how much respect all those guys have while they're racing each other, the give and take that they have. I mean, I, we don't need to go fully into the race itself, but there was a lot of give and take in that race. 
There's it's it's a piano is not a lot. It's of a great paper. segue because actually on his website, he has a package for that. Oh, really? Yeah, we do. So um, <laughs> perfect. It's, it's it's interesting. We didn't plan that. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't. Maybe you guys did. Uh, I, I did not. Well, he has well no done, idea. Guys, well done. Uh, yeah, we do. I mean, so and we just came out with it, right? I think. Um, Apex Racing, located at 972 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire, is now open and ready to assist you. Keep them in mind when the time comes for all your parts and accessory needs for your upcoming race season. Need help setting up and maintaining your car? Their in-house staff will be there to help you out with those needs as well. Last but not least, they will have the NHSTRA modified rides available for rent on a weekly basis. Apex Racing, we'll see you in victory lane. One of the things that we're working really hard on, so Andy Austin announced on his own social media that, you know, he's going to come and join the team um, this year. And I think that, um, I think Andy is uh, among the best, um, not only at being able to, and if you think about what a good announcer um, does really, it's, they help you, they help you to see things you wouldn't have seen. And they are able to put to words, um, and create feelings inside of you almost. Right. Um, you know, you think of like a Ben Dodge, who's going to be working with us and, you know, um, so the way Ben is able to say some things and tell some stories, it's just like, it, it, it conjures up things inside of you. Um, you know, uh, Andy is similar to that. Um, Joe Koss is the, you know, brilliant and just, just so professional. Right. I mean, from Daytona to the modified tour, it just doesn't matter. Um, so that's a big focus for us. And part of the reason we hired Andy was to say, Andy, look, you know, when, when people go to a racetrack and a yellow comes out or, you know, there's, um, we're going to have a red flag or something. I don't want people to be bored. Like I want you to play music and do all the things that you did so well at Beach Ridge that kept people engaged and entertained and all things like that. So that's a big experience. That's a big focus for us this year. Um, and I think if, I, if I'm being honest, I think that's one of the things that we, we as a group could have stood to do better. You know, we've, we've worked tirelessly throughout my career with basically the same group of people that I have now working with us at JDV that, um, to provide the best, highest quality racing we can provide. Um, so what, what part of all that to say, part of what we came up with this year is something called the JDV experience. And this is, was born out of our trip to Oswego where we actually sold some sweets to folks who um, just said, Hey, we, in the past, we've bought tickets to the suite because the track sold them to us. Would you consider doing that? And we were like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, And so what we're going to do is have reserved seating for those folks. They're going to have a private autograph session where they're going to get to meet modified tour drivers. uh, And we're going to mix the the drivers up to come, but they will come right to the folks who purchased this experience. Um, We're going to bring them through the inspection area um, and give them a tour. So they have an opportunity to talk to the officials and learn kind of what will be happening. Um, There'll be some food and beer included, what kind of race uh, would we be putting on if we weren't throwing some food and beer in there? That's fair. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, we're going to give them some swag as well. Uh, and in, at Lee, so at Lee, they're going to be in the turn one suite. 
um, in the tower there. They're going to have the first two levels of that. Yep. And then there's a, a nice like pavilion they built there that um, they can hang out there. Uh, so th- that'll be the area for that. And we're going to actually give them access to the infield uh, during qualifying. And it sounds like, oh, well, you know, uh, that's not exciting. Well, it kind of is because the only people that are going to actually be allowed in the infield are the modified tour crews. Yeah. Um, because there's not going to be anything parking in there during the race at all. Uh, so it, it, you're, you're literally going to be able to stay in there the entire time during qualifying um, and just see how things go and uh, whatnot. So uh, working on trying to up our game a little bit and providing that behind the scenes experience um, and, and a premium one, right? I mean, it, the the mantra we're using with this is you're just not buying a ticket. Yep. You're buying an experience. Uh, and that's what we're, where we're trying to provide there. So that is something that we're going to offer this year. Um, I think for the folks who do decide to buy general admission tickets, though, we've got Andy who's coming all for the races. Um, is going to do a good job. You know, uh, anybody who has known me for any period of time knows that um, the Granite State Derby is called that for a reason. And the Duel of the Dog is called that for a reason. Yeah. And- the Clash at Claremont is called that for a reason. And uh, same thing with the salutes race at Jennerstown. But um, you know, they'll see. We're, we've got some things up our sleeve um, that I'm not willing to talk about just yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, the worst part uh, is is I didn't even set that up. Like, legit, I didn't tell them about that. Yeah. But I did see – look, again, I, I scoured it a little bit today um, yeah. online and saw the experience. And I saw, you know, you had posted about the – you can buy the all four races. You can buy the New Hampshire races. You can buy the single. Um, I personally, I think that's a great idea that you did the all four and then also did just the New Hampshire tracks again. I'd love to get to Jennerstown. I would love to go down. But, again, from One New Hampshire, day. it's probably, you know, eight, ten hours down there yeah. at a minimum. Um, yep. So I think that the whole you can buy the package for the three New Hampshire races is huge, and you may pay off pretty well for that if somebody decides to do it. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a, if you do the math on what it would cost to go to each race or you hold out to see what it would cost just to go to each race, it, you're actually going to spend more than if you just bought the you know the Wheel and Granite State Short Track Cup yep. pass. Right. If you just buy that, you're actually going to save money. Yep. Um, so it's not like we're just selling these as three individual tickets and, you know, wrapping them up and hoping you won't notice. I mean, yeah. we're, we're actually giving you a discount yep. if you want to come to all three of these events. Which is huge. Yeah. yeah. That is huge. So I, I have just, for those that don't know what JDV is, I guess we could make an assumption right now, but what exactly is it that you're doing with the tour for those that don't know? Yeah. So, um, let me start by what I'm not doing with the tour. Okay. Uh, because I think a lot of people, um, either have assumptions or think they know. <laughs> okay. I like, I, I, I am not a NASCAR employee. I am not a NASCAR contractor. Um, so, uh, you know, it, I go in and lease tracks, um, at least now this is what we're doing. Right. I mean, we're, we're just serious about putting on badass racing events. I mean, that's really what we, you know, if you think of like our mantra is regional events, national quality. That's yep. We want mantra. you to think you're going to a, we want you to feel like you're going to New Hampshire Motor Speedway when you come to Claremont on July 29th. We want you to lose yourself for a little while and go, whoa, you know? Um, so right now what we're doing is just, we're going to lease some tracks, right? And we put these things to go- together and, um, we pay the track to come. We pay NASCAR to come. We pay what, what, whatever touring groups or um, house divisions are there. We, we make sure they're taken care of. And um, 
that's what we do, you know, and we, we get a lot of joy out of it and we have a lot of fun as a group. Um, you know, most of the folks that worked, like I said, we, that we work together, we've worked together for a long time. Um, and we love doing what we do. So, um, this is not my full-time job, um, in any way, shape or form. I do this, this is kind of my hobby, but like I said earlier, you know, I tried the racing thing, um, in the sense of like getting on the track. This is what I do. It's, it's again, it it pays really well for those of us that are race fans though. Cause again, um, I'll spill the beans here that, you know, we kind of rode Parksy for a little while that we should get the mod tour back. The yeah, mod tour should be back and I'll give him all the credit in the world. Cause he held on until the day you guys announced. Cause he, he held on to that close to the chest and you know, we kept kind of giving a hard time about it and everything. And, um, I actually called it cause I, they, you NASCAR had put out the schedule and they had said, you know, a date may change here or there. So I actually texted Parksy that day and I'm like, Hey, listen, man, did you get the tour? Like, did you get a way to get the tour here? Like you figured it out, didn't you? And all he said was, I don't know what you're talking about. You'll just have to watch Facebook. I'm like, you dog. Like, I think that's cool. I think that's a big deal for, again, you know, I think it's what, 07, 08 was the last time the tour yeah. was at Claremont. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was, yeah, James Savali won in 2007. Yep. I was going to say, and I think, again, obviously, there's other open modified shows. There's some other touring series that have come in and out. So, obviously, it's, most of these guys have seen the facility and raced here. But I think if you look, I think if you look at the finishing lineup from that day, only like two or three guys are still actually racing on the tour that were there that day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's going to be, and, the, uh, you know, if you think of all the tracks, I mean, a lo- guys have probably raced at Lee. Yeah, uh, is my gut. You know, they've probably raced there in MRS or, um, you know, tri track back when it started, and, and on the, and they went there. Um, we all know they've raced at Manadnock, yep. whether in a tour race or uh, in a you know uh, MRS or tri track event. Yep. Um, what I think we're gonna see, which is gonna be really interesting, is not a lot of people have seat time at Claremont. Yeah, that's a good point. And th- that is a track that goes to, it, it favors the experienced. Yes, it does. Um, it, it, and so I think there's going to be, <clears throat> there's going to be some people who were out to lunch. I mean, that was part of what was actually very exciting about Beach Ridge. No one had any notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you showed up and you've got all these teams that got hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars, full-time crew chiefs and everything. And they're like, you're watching them and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And for me as you know, and, and look, I'm a fan first. Yep. Right. Yep. So as a fan, I'm looking and I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. And as a promoter, I'm looking and I'm just smiling because yeah. you can't ask for anything better. Cause you know, these guys are going to go, they're going to go duke it out for 200 laps later. Yeah. And they're not even sure they have anything good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They might have junk. Yep. It might have great stuff for 50 laps and then it might fall flat on its face, which yep. we've all seen that happen numerous times, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, I think all three races are going to be very unique in their own way. I mean, the, the tires are the story at least. Yeah. No doubt sure. about it. Uh, when you go to Monadnock, I think the thing about Monadnock is track position is so critical because you've seen races with incredibly long green flag runs yep. to the point of, the entire event and if you never get a yellow and you don't start up front you're done yeah okay you can say it's it's 200 laps but i mean 
it's 200 laps on a quarter mile bull ring and they click off quick yeah they go really fast that's right um and then i think you know i think you know claremont just it's um you know watching some of these guys navigate turns one and two <laughs> it's gonna be just a riot it's gonna be great yeah because i mean it's definitely two entirely different shaped corners from one end to the other yeah yeah it is you know i remember my brother racing there back in the day when he was allison legacy i think allison legacy or yeah, I think it was. And it, you go to the place, it's just like some of the people could figure it out and Jake did well there and he loved it. Um, but some others who were really, really good runners, just they, they had overrun the corners and mm-hmm. you could just see it. You know, it, it was the classic, you know, the center of Claremont one and two wash up. Gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, keep it off the wall. <laughs> exactly. Turn one and um, bite you that, down. You know, that thing comes up on you. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, should be a, it should be a fun summer. Yeah, I think it should be a really fun summer. Uh, and, you know, New Hampshire is close enough to Connecticut and, and Massachusetts and, um, you know, what, what people call the heart of modified country. I, I actually happen to think that um, New England is just modified country. Yeah. yeah um, basically sure. from the center of New Hampshire down in some, some, some way, shape or form, modifieds resonate. Absolutely. I have a question about. So we, we talked a little bit about tires. So how many tires are you giving them? So you're giving them a set at Lee, right? How many are you giving them at Monadnock? I haven't seen the entry blank for Monadnock yet. So and the, the entry blank for Lee will be going out shortly, but there will be, um, there will be enough tires where it is likely that somebody will have to stop twice. Okay. Well, okay. Or let me back up. Somebody will have the option to stop twice. Opportunity. Um, okay. I think you're going to certainly see that happening. Um, you know, part of what made New Smyrna interesting um, was that. Yeah. You know, and then you had uh, we we shouldn't we won't run into this at Lee because the track length's not as long uh, and the race isn't as long either. But um, you had teams that are actually concerned about fuel mileage. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see down in the infield that t- some teams are fueling. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that's what's going to make it interesting. So yeah. There will be Monadnock is likely to be a no tire race. Okay. Um, so it'll be just straight through for the reasons we already mentioned. I mean, yep. you can lose a lap so quickly yep. um, sure. in the pits that uh, you really don't want to be there. Yep. yep. So, okay. I guess then my question is, doesn't really matter. I was just, can, I was just asking like, cause I know at new Smyrna, I found, Somebody had told me that when you pit, you either have you would have to take either fuel or a tire. You can't take both. Is this true or not true? Yeah, that is true. That is a, that NASCAR does police it that way. And main reason being is it's trying to help crews. Um, it's trying to help uh, teams have smaller crews. Okay, so less. So if you think about it, if you had to bring a dedicated fueler, a fuel person to the race or two. Right. Um, now you don't have to do that if you you can't make the same stop if you can't make the stop the, the stop where you can add fuel and tires. Okay. Um, and I guess my my question was we had been to other modified races where it was either cold pit or it was hot pit. I didn't know if there was any information on if it was going to be cold if it was going to be hot. I didn't know if you could tell any of that. So if memory serves me correctly, the last time you guys had a race up there, it was when they were doing what they called the flash races. Yes. And so they were like, uh, yellow would come up like halfway through or something. And then everything was frozen. Yep. 
that. You won't see, you won't see that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was my question. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I've long believed that uh, live pit stops are what make these races exciting. I agree with that. You know, Thompson, you could, part of the reason the Thompson 125 lap race in June was interesting was it threw everybody off. Everybody knew what to do. You knew between lap 80 and lap 100, maybe 110, everyone was coming in. Mm -hmm. If there was a yellow, everybody. Yep. Well, let's take 25 laps off the race. Well, what happens if if a yellow comes out at lap, 50 what do i do <laughs> 75 laps to go so um i think i think tires that's part of the reason i'm excited about what we're doing at lee um jennerstown will have obviously live stop as well um but the pits will be live the whole time whether or not tires are allotted for change other than emergencies that's irrelevant but if somebody wants to go in and make an adjustment because their car is horrible right um the excitement of watching them hustle climb that hill at the end of the back stretch (laughs) you know and have to get back out before the pace car comes back around um that's a story yeah absolutely well this is this is exciting and so again so you kind of talked so you're bringing it back to new hampshire so three races um monadnock claremont lee um anything else big going on with those three races that we can know about yep uh, so you guys, uh, probably have seen, everybody has seen at this point that we are announcing the wheel and granite state short track cup, yep. which is, um, I don't think people know exactly, um, what that is other than, um, it's like, okay, those are those three New Hampshire races, but there, there is something to it. Um, and so, uh, we're glad to share that with you guys tonight. So there's a $15,000 in posted awards on top of whatever the drivers and teams, um, and car owners will be competing for at the races from NASCAR um, and the purse and all the other bonuses that go with that. Um, So uh, we've got a point fund for the top three. So the champion is going to, the championship car owner will get five grand. Um, Second is going to get 2000 and then third um, we'll get a thousand dollars. Then we're going to be doing two awards per race um, one's called the Invader Award and is going to go to anyone who has competed in less than 50% of the tour races in the past two seasons. And uh, the driver who finishes the highest that meets that criteria will get $200 per race bonus. Most improved driver um, from uh, starting to finishing position in the race will pay them 200 as well. Then the driver who leads the most laps over the course of the three events. So that's a cumulative number, total number. um, We're going to pay them 500. And then the driver who has the lowest average uh, finish, we're going to pay them $800. So that's 10, five right there. And then the exciting part is um, we're going to put up a sweet bonus for all three of the wheel and granite state short track cup races. And if a, a car owner competes in all three of them and wins all three will pay him five grand. So I guess my only question for that one is, is so you just said a key word there, a car owner. Yeah. So, uh, we did, we did, that is going to go to the car owner. Uh, we did talk that over, um, and the car owner can share it with their team however they want. Well, no. So like my question is, is so like, let's say a car owner sweeps all three races with three different drivers. Does that person still get it? Yep. All right. Interesting. Yep. 
Interesting. It was just interesting wording. Was that that was why I wanted to ask because it could be construed a couple different ways. I guess it could be. So, uh, so you again. So you just said yes to the car. So let's say somebody happens to win the first one or wins the first two, loses his ride, picks up a ride for the third one. He wouldn't be eligible, or would you? Would you do it out of the sake of respect because he's already won the first two? No, it would go to the car owner. Okay. Yeah, and that's so. the way that all of the prize money is generally paid is actually to the car owner, car owner. Yep. and then whatever agreement the car owners and drivers have amongst the, each other is, is up to them. So we want to do that, but I did want to have something where the drivers felt like, you know, if they drove their tails off and yeah. started, you know, 26th and ended the race third, like we should, we should acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, so this is our way of saying, Hey, we see you. Thank you. Um, and, and look, and the other thing to your point is, you know, so somebody comes out that doesn't normally race with the tour, there's a bonus for that. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, in, in that particular instance, you're thinking of somebody like Steve Dickey, yep. um, who out and, you know, has a career day and puts that thing on the podium. Let's just say, yep. That's a small way of us saying, you know what, man, good on you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, here you go. So that's a yeah. decent little but it, deal. But it's fifteen. It's fifteen grand that sur- surrounds those races, um, which is um, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's an extra fifteen, and uh, the five is an if, right? I mean, we we have no idea whether somebody wins it or they don't, and uh, I will be thrilled to pay if somebody wins all three races. They deserved it. Absolutely. Um, but these races, I mean, you know, to put in context, you know, so Lee only the entry blank will be posted soon, but the, the total posted awards for that are 90 grand before wow. anything I just mentioned. Woo. Holy So, smoke. I mean, you know, these tour teams are, are they're racing for, there's $90,000 available. Um, it's a huge amount of money Yeah. Uh, for them to be racing for. Then you add in the cut money for 15. So let's call it five a race. We're at 95 grand. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Kevin Rice had posted out there that he was going to be doing something um, surrounding the race. He had said that a couple months ago. So whatever Kevin brings to the table, um, you know, these tour teams, are, it's going to be a six figure purse. Wow. Um, by the time they're done. That's awesome. That is impressive. That's good on you, man. That's that's big. I mean, again, we all know that racing's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, the big joke is always right. If you want to become a millionaire in racing, you start with two, so that way you have some to lose. But yeah. Um, yeah. that's that's a that's a good deal. I mean, that's pretty cool and kind of an incentive for somebody that maybe you know you hate to say it, but like a Stephen Dickey who's you know going through Apex down at Lee, and maybe if he again like you said has a great day down at Lee, it might entice him to hop on board for the Monadnock or for the Claremont race later on in the in the season. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you think about, I, th- I think in racing, um, and this is just my own unsolicited opinion, right? But I think in racing, um, a lot of times we think like, well, we're gonna set, we're gonna set up a track or we have a track and we're going to, we're going to run this event and people should just come. Um, and, you know, we take a little bit of a different approach and say, I want, I want people to be knocking the door down to find a way to get a ride in one of my races. Yep. I want somebody to say, you know what? I we can't miss that one. That's one. We, we, we got to go to that one, but we'll, we'll cross another one off the list. And I think that when somebody chooses us, that's them saying, yeah, we see value in what you're doing. Um, and I, I just think that's, that's just business in my opinion. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. when a customer, when you go, and, I mean, I'm a, I think it's well known. I'm a, uh, 
I run a dealership for a living. And uh, when somebody comes in and buys a car from us, they're saying, yeah, I value the service that you provided. Yeah, because uh-huh. realistically, like you said, right? So they cross another one off to come to yours. It's because something you management, the track, something has to offer because they could go race XYZ track this weekend or go there or go here. So it's something they see in you guys and that particular event, which is got to be a good pat on the back to know that people want to do something that you are putting on. It is. I mean, and it's, you know, that's, I used to tell my team every time when we ran the World Series, you know, the icebreaker. Those were the two that pretty much everybody knew, right? But the Bud 150 was similar. There was, there was one moment that felt the best every time. And it was the time when you looked out and the modified tour cars were, um, it was either during the driver introductions or right when they took the one to go. And all those people are standing up and they're waving their hats and they're fist pumping and all that other stuff. And you looked out there. I tell them to look because that's the moment where we knew we did our jobs. You know, I mean, that's the moment where when you can sit back and you can say, yeah, that's cool. You know, we created an environment in which, which thousands of people paid their hard earned money to go sit here. And in the case of the world series, they expect to freeze their ass off for three days. (laughs) Yes. And they paid their hard earned money to spend their week with us. Some of them, you know, they come in and camp on Mondays um, to watch what we were going to put up for you, for them and put together for them. And I told them, I, and I still do. I the moment that you don't get uh, that looking out there and seeing a sea of people get super excited about something that we put together, the moment you can't get, that doesn't move you. You can't do this anymore. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, especially when you come here to Claremont, I think you're going to find that, you know, we're a blue collar town as you, as you're aware of. And, you know, a lot of people work really hard for their money. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion. You guys are going to pack the house when you come here because of the product and because of the, the build that's kind of going behind this whole thing. I know I'm a teacher by day, right? So I even have some of my kids talking about, you know, that go to Claremont Weekly. They're like, I can't wait for the Modifieds to be there. And I'm like, yeah, me either, man. I can't <laughs> wait for the Modifieds either. You know, so I think you guys are doing, you know, great things. And it, it's only going to help the track, which is, you know, selfishly what we care about, keeping that place open and keeping it alive. So we... Look, you guys, we're honored to come. We really are. And you guys and Mike and Toby and the, the whole crowd over there, um, you guys are doing a great job. There's, there are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and, you know, we're glad to come and have your local divisions, uh, you know, your house divisions. I'll get it right eventually here. But, you know, have them in support of what we're doing uh, and part of it. Uh, and I think that uh, it is going to be exciting for people. And you guys, you know, here's always the hope, too, you know, and we've seen this happen at a couple tracks we go to. I hope when we leave that you guys are all proud of yourselves and go, Wow we were part of something that was really special here at Claremont. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that's, if we can, if we can leave and you guys feel like that, then we did our jobs. Um, and you guys should feel, you should feel good about what you're building. You should feel good that somebody um, looks at it and says, you know, it's a, that'd be a fun place to take a, to take the modifieds. Yeah. And, um, 
So yeah, it's you know, it's, I, we do see it. We see the build coming. We see the excitement up there. We see the excitement that's going on, um, really throughout New Hampshire. Actually, I mean, we just see, see it. Uh, a lot of the stuff starting to build for Lee. Um, you know, those folks. It's been so long since they've had a race like this, and they're just over the moon over that. And you guys too. So yeah, I think um, it'll be great. It'd be proud of it, you know. And you guys are you guys are helping to build it. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, you know, I know Mike and Toby are the ones working at the track, but you're amplifying their message and you're uh, bringing voice to the stories that happen that people like myself um, may not know. Yep. So um, feel good about that and keep doing good work. Well, we appreciate the kind yeah. words and. Yeah. Again, we'll uh, all end with this. We appreciate your time and you know getting yeah. a hold of us. And thank you. Thanks for entertaining us on Facebook because usually the two or three a week that I see gets me amped up that it's not you know thirty degrees outside and cold. So yeah. I appreciate it. Warm weather's coming. Oh, absolutely. Any uh, any other questions I can answer for you guys? I think that's it. That's all I got. Well, I mean, do you think we'll be able to have a beer after after the mod race? I got beers up there, so first one's on me sold all right your man if it's free it's for me baby (laughs) thanks for your time thank you for coming on josh you bet guys we'd like to take a moment and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the turn four podcast have a question comment or query we would love to hear from you reach out to us today at our facebook page turn four podcast and until next week we'll see you at the racetrack